0: I am John, Whoopi impersonator, and a labyrinth warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, "I want to make a podcast." Only two others share this secret: Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together, we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello everybody out there in the podcasting world and the geeky community. Welcome back to another episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. I don't know if a lot of you listeners out there know this, but uh, for a while we have not been recording... Uh, we had enough stuff in the buffer that we pretty much had most of the summer off, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a while.
0: Yeah. So for us, this is kind of like a reunion. We're coming back and we're starting to record again. Uh, you guys who are listening probably didn't notice a skip in the beat because we had enough episodes that we just kept putting stuff up. But uh, today I've got Rob Clifford with me. Go ahead and say hello. And introduce hey,
1: yourself. how's it going?
0: He's a great artist. was just at uh, Rose City, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, fun show, Portland was great, as uh, as usual, it was actually my first out-of-state show as an artist, which was uh, really kind of scary and awesome at the same time. Did you do did you pretty well? Yeah, yeah, did pretty well, uh, definitely can't complain, I'm going back next year. Made Already your booth money back? Made my booth money back, you know, uh, I'm, you know, paid for next year's show, so that's always a always a good thing. Cool,
0: cool. And we've got Mad B, who was also at a show recently. You were up at the Edmonton Expo, right? Yep, yep, yep. It oh, was that... crazy busy.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I heard, I mean, I heard you, got, you sold, like, a lot of stuff, right?
2: Yeah, I, I had one lady wearing a Decepticon shirt come over and essentially clear me out. It was pretty great. Wow, (laughs) She was ridiculously excited, and then I inadvertently met some other people who are very involved in the Transformers fandom who just lost their mind at our booth, because I was sharing my booth with a good friend of mine who is also a really talented artist, and uh, yeah, we definitely made bank. It was nice. That's
0: good. So you definitely made your booth money back and then some, huh?
2: Yeah, I would say so.
0: That's good, 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 good. (laughs) And we got Jason Rigdon with us today. Yes. Jason's been working hard. He, uh, he put the uh, YouTube link on our website, superawesomegeekshow.com. Very fast, it, like almost as soon as I asked him, here you go. <laughs> and then you've also been working on a geek map, right? Yep. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about it, or do you just want to keep it locked up until you uh, get it more complete?
3: Oh, no, it's just a little map of uh, kind of uh, geeky places in the area
0: in the Seattle Bellevue-Redmond area.
3: Yeah, <laughs> P- Pugetopolis.
0: Pugetopolis? <that's laughs> yeah, that's the
3: name for it, yeah. All
0: right. All right. I the, didn't, the, uh, was that uh, a real name? I didn't know that was a real name.
3: Yeah, for the uh, greater Let's metropolitan see. region, like the Salish Sea.
0: Yeah, we'll probably just end up linking that from the site at some point, right? Yeah. And we have Eric Locke, the guy this- who does all the music for this uh,
4: podcast. Is this thing on? <laughs> have you been, Eric <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nothing to shout about. Things are good, going along smooth. Looking forward to working on some music for the YouTube intro and outro for the Super Awesome Geek Show.
0: Yeah, that'll be cool. It'll be good to work with you. Help, and uh, I'm sure some. But we'll get some video going a little bit for that too, and then you can add the music for the video. That'd be awesome. Excellent. And uh, so you have some big news. You recently quit your day job and started your own window cleaning business, right?
4: Yeah, it's been going on since 2009, and did it part-time, and yeah, yeah, cut the uh, Gordian knot, took the plunge, and it's been fantastic. It's amazing how when you have more time, you can actually just get more business, which is a kind of, you know, it's kind of scary to make that kind of jump, but it turned out nicely, so uh, the economy's good and people are wanting clean windows, and 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 it's working out for me. That's great. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's Thanks. good to
0: hear. And uh, you can find them at Transparent Z if you're in the Seattle, Bellevue, Redmond, any of this area, right?
4: That's right, com. Yeah.
0: So if you want your windows clean, go see Eric. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> A little I'm plug, gonna, right? That's I'm our gonna, commercial, right? <laughs>
4: I'm going to – I'm gonna get calls from from other continents, probably.
0: Uh, yeah, or someone in Brazil is gonna be like, "Will you come down and clean our window for us?" <laughs> we'll fly you here.
4: Would you go if they flew you down there? <laughs> I'd, I'd consider it. You know, send me a pic of what you got going, and I just might, I just might uh, take it up the Caribbean. Yeah, we can we can clean some windows down there. As long as they take your wife with you, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the family's got to be a part. It'll have to be a plan, but uh, <laughs> but no no fee is too small. So.
0: so what we're all gathered here today to talk about is uh i've i I mean a couple of you guys out there in the in the listening community and the youtube community and the twitter community probably know this a little bit but uh i kind of had i guess you could call sort of a little bit of a mental breakdown and um i wanted to share that with you guys i wanted to make this a special episode uh, basically, what happened is um, I've had anxiety since I was a kid, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. I mean, I know some of you guys can relate to this. And am uh, <laughs> Yeah, the anxiety eventually just got to me to where I was going into a depression, and eventually it got uncontrollable, and I was having panic attacks that were just uncontrollable. And I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Uh, I went for almost two weeks with just eating bananas and applesauce. And then uh, one morning, it just got so bad. I mean, I started missing work one or two days, I think I missed work. And then uh, one morning, it was just so bad that Jason took me to the ER, He, uh, being the great friend that he is, and um, sat there with me for a little bit and... Uh, they eventually, after some testing and various other things, I mean, they must have taken about eight vials of blood over the course of the time. I mean, my arm was just totally black and blue-red. There's still like a, I think there's a hole in it permanently, it <laughs> seems like.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, and all these other tests, but they eventually would just just said, you know, your body gave up. You had a, you, you just, your anxiety and depression and the mental health just kind of got to me so much that your body just kind of said, whether you like it or not, you're going to die because we're done, you know, so um, they put me in a, they asked if I would volunteer to go into a clinic, I thought it was a good idea because of course I wanted help, I, I don't want to live this way, I wanted it to go away, and uh, the clinic is exactly like you would expect, I I, I mean those movies like, um, like uh, oh come on, why can't I think of any of them right now, the movie's where people were in the clinics. Come on, girl. Like, Girl yeah, Interrupted Girl interrupt you. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, and it's Wants kind
4: of a... nest? Maybe not that bad. <laughs> uh, I hope he never went in uh, uh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm spitballing here. You had yeah, Kim yeah. Davis there. Uh, but
0: there's the other one. It's kind of a funny story. That one. Uh, that one was... It was really more like that. It was really... Less so like Girl Interrupted, but more so like it's kind of a funny story with Zach Galifianakis and the other... This Kid, I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but there's a really yeah. good book about it. But um, it, it was it was taken from a book that's also really good. I can't remember the name of the book right now because I think it was slightly different. But, I mean, the experience being inside was really a lot like that. And uh, what, what really got me thinking was, you know, they, they helped me out a lot. I'm seeing a psychiatrist. I'm seeing psychotherapists. And I'm on some meds. And it's really, really calmed me down. My brain is finally clear used to be that I'd have 50 million thoughts at the exact same time going on, but now it's just me and whatever I'm doing. So it's like for the first time in probably my whole life, my, my head is clear, and I am now sleeping seven to eight hours a night, uninterrupted, with no sleep aids. Okay. So, congratulations. Um, yeah, great. so this has been the root of my problem ever since I was a kid as to why I would, In the originally I would sleep really light. The slightest touch, someone walked by, I would wake up. And then, like, in more recent years, probably the last 10 to 15 years, I was only getting about three hours of sleep a night, and then I would wake up, try to do something, take pills or whatever to get me to smoke marijuana, or whatever to get me to go back to sleep, and then um, have to do it again three more hours later once I woke up, you know. So And that, I felt, started getting really dangerous because I started thinking about um, Heath Ledger and how... He kept taking sleeping pills, and there was points where I was forgetting how many I had taken, so I was like, I don't want a Heath Ledger out on everybody, you know, mm-hmm. if that's a term mm-hmm. now, because I know that's kind of how he passed away. He, everyone said his brain was full of stuff. His friends were saying he, he said his brain was never shutting off. Uh, he was having anxiety due to the films he was working on, and he just kept taking sleeping pills, and eventually he took too many and never woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, of course, didn't want that to happen, and luckily... All this came together, and, and but what got me thinking was I delved into comics when I was a kid to kind of escape, and I wondered if I related to some of the characters subconsciously knowing that I had this anxiety and this coming depression and things like that. Because a lot of the characters in the comic book world uh, have mental health issues, the heroes and the villains. you know, And I, I kind of wanted to bring it open to the floor with you guys and just kind of bring up some of the characters that we know and love, but yet we clearly can see that they have mental health issues. So this this episode is basically mental health in the comic book world. And uh, you know something that really struck me was like Batman's rogues. You know, Batman himself has some kind of pathology driving him, and a hero complex. Uh, he's the rescuer of all the time. You know, he wants to do everything himself. His only uh, Angle that he turns to is, is probably Alfred, right? Yeah,
1: for the most part. I mean, he opens yeah. up to the boys once in a while, but and, it's fairly uh, rare.
0: But his rogues gallery is clearly different pathologies and different mental health issues uh, personified and over exaggerated in each character, wouldn't you say?
1: Well, that's been an analysis of the sort of the, the, the bat world for, for, for a while now, is that. You know the the different villains are all kind of reflections of bits of Batman's own broken psyche. Um, you know, uh, and then and I think that that isn't necessarily a, a bad uh, comparison. You know, I mean, you have characters like uh, uh, Two Face, where the obviously, you know, the obvious comparison or, or the obvious kind of go to is, you know. Uh, dissociative identity, identity disorder or multiple personalities. Um, but it, it's really with an overlay of obsessive-compulsive disorder, you know, um, you know, the need to make the right decision all the time. Um,
0: flipping the
1: coin. Flipping the coin to make, you know, the decisions for him, so on and so forth. Um, you know, the Joker being, you know, Batman's foil, where Batman is, you know, all of that madness reigned in. The Joker is all of that madness let free. Um... You know, so on and so forth.
0: And I was just noticing, too, from watching the first episode of the uh, new Gotham season, that, like, Gordon clearly has, like, a hero complex, and he's always playing the rescuer, you know?
1: Well, he wants to do the right thing, typically. I mean, this particular... I I think that this particular portrayal of Gordon is, is... Eh exaggerated, but, uh, yeah, you know, um very you know c w dramatic kind of you know, I know it's not on the c w so don't give me crap about that out there <laughs> um but 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 there's that element there to it where where it's this kind of over exaggerated dramatic um thing which 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 really to me isn't Gordon, you know, uh, Gordon to me is very steadfast, he is you know the law and the order, you know he's the the unwavering he's the unwavering. You know, kind of uh, good guy, the unwavering, you know, right side. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I understand that this is supposed to be kind of a prototype of, of what we come to know as comm- you know Commissioner you know Jim Gordon, but uh, but I personally uh, that, that that portrayal doesn't do a whole lot for me. I I, I like the the his role in in the comics. Yeah, uh, and in the movies, in uh, you know, like the the, the Christian uh, the Christian Bale Batman movies.
0: Oh yeah, he was really done well there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I do like the Gotham series, and I and, and these in more and more so. But it's just kind of like an Else world sort of thing to me. Yeah.
1: Oh sure, sure, sure. Uh, I, I I could go into why I don't care for Gotham all day long, but you know this <laughs> is what this is about. Um, you know. <laughs>
0: But uh, let me open it up, like, like, Mad. do you know of any, like, Transformers? Like, is there guy? I mean, I know there's guys in that world that you would say, you could say are dealing with um, issues and things, because what I really want to get into is, like, I've noticed that there's a lot of people in the real world that have these things, because what, what struck me once was, I know, I think I've said this before, but that um, when I saw Patrick Stewart, he, uh, someone asked him how he became an actor and everything, and he, he responded with lots of therapy. When he was younger, he realized he had all these problems and ended up seeing a psychiatrist and then psychotherapists, and he still sees them to this day. But yet, he's so he's got he's clearly he didn't say what his problems were, what what pathologies or what was bothering him, whether it was anxiety, uh, depression, or something else. But he said through the therapy, he's able to act and able to perform and perform very well. We would all say, you know, and it got me thinking that like a lot of people have these problems, they see therapists and talk about it, but yet they can function in their daily lives and actually be really successful like someone like Patrick Stewart. And it got me thinking, like, in the comic book world or in, like, the Transformers world or any of these toy things like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Bat Black Star, like, anything like that, like, what what characters have some kind of mental health problem but yet still are able to save the world or save the day, mm-hmm. you know? And um, do you know anything in Transformers? Do you got any examples?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, So, in the most recent run of More Than Meets the Eye, well, not recent, but in the past, what, three, four years that Gene Roberts has been writing it, uh, you've got Red Alert, who suffers from extreme paranoia and anxiety. You have uh, Lodimus, who is a narcissist. (laughs) You have Ultra Magnus, who is obsessive-compulsive. And... Uh, Oh, God, I could just sit here and list them all. Um, Pharma has a psychotic break, and you get to see him pretty much have a psychotic break. Uh, Right now, in the current run, Megatron is dealing with depression. That's true, yeah. Because the war is over, and everything he worked hard to achieve is blown up in his face, and now he doesn't know what the hell to do. So you have that. Uh, Soundwave has abandonment issues, which is pretty (laughs) interesting. But, you know, and hell, even on the ship, the Lost Light, they have their own psychiatrist. They have Rung. Yeah, that's true. And, he, and several of the issues start with uh, his patients talking to them. Yeah. You know, he's talking to him, and he's, like, uh, in the particular story arc called World Shut Your Mouth, it's Megatron talking to Rung, and they're going over his past history and everything. It's really interesting, and you don't expect this from... Giant robots, but uh, <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. And, and it's and really good, though. Kind of
0: Thundercracker kind of isolated himself and wrote a book and had a pet dog for a while.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he still got Buster. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, he writes. He was writing fan fiction from for some stupid show he was watching. <laughs> he became obsessed with a uh, soap opera. Yeah, and now he's your typical like fan fiction writer, and he's trying to write a a, a script and trying to get somebody to pick it up. You know, and he's a 30-foot-tall jet, and he's <laughs> writing fan fiction. It's, and has a pet dog. <laughs> and has a pet dog, and he talks to the dog. Like, yeah, the dog yeah. will bark, and he'll be like, you're right, Buster, that is a good idea. <laughs> like, it's, it's hilarious. It's so silly. But it's, it makes these characters more relatable. Like, one thing I've noticed on Tumblr and Twitter is you see a lot of the fans relating on a very personal level to these characters.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that comics and and cartoons and things like that, like it just that's what got me thinking about it. It's like some something drew me to them when I was a kid. Somewhere around the time when my parents got divorced, and I'm starting to see that maybe subconsciously I was relating with some of the problems that these characters had. Like Spider Man had a complex because he let that guy go and it killed his uncle, and <laughs> then he felt compelled to be the hero. You know,
2: absolutely.
0: And I do remember spider man being one of the first characters that I grabbed onto of the Marvel heroes you know do you have any examples Jason <coughs> in the in the comic world or in the in the in the cartoon world or toy world of 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 guys that might have some kind of
3: yeah well I think about century yeah uh, century right yeah yeah depending on which you know story you're talking about
0: with the void and yeah
3: him. yeah I mean there's a guy who's incredibly powerful right but his uh Mental problems kind of limit his abilities.
0: Yeah, and in the end, if I if I think right, I mean, doesn't he he eventually like sacrifices himself to save the universe? Right? You no, know, I'm not quite
3: sure. I feel like there's been he's you know, died several times. Yeah, there's a couple different lines, <laughs> and they get away with it with the idea of like oh, people's memories have been erased or something like that. Yeah, Which, everyone but, forgot about him. It was- the bottom line is everyone knows there's this you know really Superman analog right who's just batshit insane. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Who's just you know he could be so much, but he just has so. I mean, we don't even really
1: know all of his mental problems. No, I mean, well, his 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 dis- disassociative identity literally comes to life to haunt him. So, I mean, that that that's a whole extra level of therapy that you need. For that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 Sentry Void thing is 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 kind of nuts. Uh, but of course, my my gripe with that whole thing though is is. There's a lot of folks who have mental illness and whatnot, and, and there's a lot of writers who may not have experienced that who are writing people who have mental illness, and they are doing it poorly. <laughs> and I think that the century is one of those who borders on that, you know, I'd say, you know, six times out of ten.
0: Eric, are there any examples in your world, like the things that you've come across of, of heroes? It could be on any television show. Like, do you think Doctor Who has kind of a complex? Like, what, what?
4: You know, Stephanie and Ashley enjoy Doctor Who, and so I, I couldn't speak to that. And, in fact, I'm enjoying listening to you guys describe these things to define it and to give a definition in the the, the comic world. And so wanna, I don't know that I can contribute in that way. So it's sort of shotgun. My approach is sort of shotgun. It's bits and pieces here, right? It's pieces. It's not a... Uh, uh, necessarily the best definitions. I have to study it more. But, you know, I think of Mad Max. I yeah. think of... I think of... He's an Indian. Uh, there's a movie about him. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. The, name the, the movie. Guy, the guy who played... I know, what well, I'm trying to think of it. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Billy Jack. Oh, Billy Jack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's having to deal with these pressures from society. And so my thoughts on it think of comics as uh, the id manifesting itself uh you know if people understand what i'm saying there i'm sort of just throwing around jargon here but that i think of the antecedents uh what are maybe some of the things that help contribute to this that are being manifested through the comics and my thoughts go towards a fragmented society uh not being as as cohesive as uh, and and not giving security for example people now can work for 30 years at a job get laid off for some whatever reason and uh, they know right so like the matrix there's something wrong and you, you know maybe you can't put your finger on it but i think people know that it's not secure and so that helps push uh, you know anxieties in that direction not to take away from true physical uh, situations that that you know, we we try to deal with through through medications, but, but those are know. all stimuli that contribute
1: toward you know anxiety and whatnot. Okay. If you're prone to it, certainly, okay. yeah, okay. exactly. You yeah. know, stressors and whatnot come from within and from without. So you sure. have to deal with those environmental stressors as well as the internal stress. Uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to make sure and to d- d- you know um, separate those those two and allow for mm-hmm. them that uh, those types of things. But those are the things that I I'm interested in as. Uh, as these things that help contribute, you know, to to uh, to me, it's a fractured fractured society, technology playing a part in that. Uh, I heard someone say one time that that all the choices that you have when you have so many choices, uh, that that helps contribute to anxiety. So those are some ideas I would contribute. But I typically think of Mad Max and like not being able to make sense when you have all these forces, coming in and controlling um an idea i'll throw out there as i heard some fella connect that um science is related to, to to witchcraft and it may not be apparent but the but the little connection that they do have uh, which is pretty strong and ugly is control not that we don't enjoy the control not that we don't enjoy what we have here i'm not saying that but i'm saying that other people take that and they make the clock and they say hey you're late for work you got to be here at this time and bring on these uh slicing up times in such small increments and applying it to the human being who uh who was he should he fit inside that that mold i don't know those are some ideas i'm i'm just spitballing here yeah if i could kind of throw up
0: good stuff you know
4: yeah
1: if i could kind of throw out there i'm just going to sort of dispense with the comparisons to media and whatnot in general i mean we're talking about mental health and uh, and whatnot, and I think, uh, I, I'm a poster child here for mental health issues, PTSD, uh, amongst others. You know, I mean, things that I've struggled with since I was a kid as well. You know, so I totally understand where you're coming from there, John. You know, it's just like, I, just, I don't think that I really understood what a lot of these things necessarily were when I was, uh, uh, when I was younger. And, and these things affect your life in, in such gigantic ways they they affect the way that you perceive life um yeah. you know so so you know you you talk about stressors and and whatnot from the outside uh you know stressors exist for everybody um however the, when you have a mental illness um the the biggest thing is 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 how you deal with those stressors and how you perceive those stressors mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. Uh, bipolar disorder ha- is one of those disorders that uh, uh, I, a lot of people think they know a lot about, but but uh, it's portrayed in media and in popular culture in very different ways than the way that it really is. Because hmm. um, I'm not you know.
0: even 100% familiar with that. I don't, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I
0: okay. lived with someone who was bipolar, but I didn't... Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I never two really saw
0: his swings, you know, I always thought that people swing
1: one well, way or the other. That's the way a lot of people think it is, and sometimes that is the way it works for some people, depending on the extent of their disorder. However, there's two different kinds of bipolar. There's bipolar type one. There's bipolar type two. What by what the um, the the definition, the difference between the two is that in bipolar type one, your manic phases uh, are destructive, you know, and and that is. Bordered by deep depression. So, uh, bipolar type two, uh, has the shifts between the depression and, um, there is a manic phase, however, it's not to the same kind of, uh, extremity as, as type one and usually doesn't promote, um, usually doesn't promote destructive behavior. Um, I'm a bipolar type two. Um, my manic phases tend to make me be very charismatic Um, when I'm doing a show uh, and I'm not sleeping, but like an hour to a night and I'm, you know, drinking, coming in hungover, doing this for three days at a time, you know, that's generally me in my manic phase. Um, (laughs) So your manic phase actually gets you a little bit more productive and a little bit more outgoing. To an extent, but it also, you know, I'm doing it at the, you know, it it isn't At the expense of your...
0: And uh, uh, you're harming yourself in a yeah, sense though.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I'm staying up, I'm burning the candle at both ends, and then I wind up crashing for a week afterwards sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, um you know uh I, I definitely have had some of those Superman moments where I felt like I could do anything. You know, where where I felt th- felt like, you know, this is this is my own paraphrase, so uh, you know, other folks out there who've experienced this sort of thing have, probably have their own their own sort of name for it, where you feel like a shiny golden god. You know that that like that is you know uh, how you feel. You you feel super confident. Um, my understanding is that it's similar to having taken cocaine, which I, I I have no experience with personally. I'm a weed smoker myself, so but but that's uh, that's what I've heard as as a good comparison. And then. What happens for me personally is that uh, it's like a roller coaster, you know. But but it's 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 a little slower, <laughs> you know. Uh, sometimes these these shifts take days, weeks, you know. Uh, sometimes I'm I, I shun to use the word normal because there I I don't feel like there really is a, a, normal, a normal per yeah. se. Yeah. Um. I, I, I use the word, the term neutral. Um. More than that, I, there, there are times when I'm neutral for for. Uh, a while as well, and I seem like a, a you know a regularly functioning person. But those times are, are honestly for me fairly few and far between. I'm I'm usually either depressed or I'm not.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see, and, they, di- they diagnosed me with um a a high sense of general anxiety disorder, like mm-hmm, a serious mm-hmm. general anxiety disorder. Yeah. And then. Yeah when that kicks in, it brings on a depression where I don't want to do anything.
1: Yeah, well, because depression and anxiety are very, very closely related. Um, folks who have anxiety tend to suffer depression and vice versa. And yeah. uh, they're linked to a point where, um, as, as you guys are jumping in, you, you guys know. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're linked to a point where uh, it's hard to tell where one ends and one begins. My depression's... Uh, and and over the years too my baseline state you know which was what we consider quote unquote normal has lowered you know so my depression is getting me deeper my manic phases aren't getting me as high yeah you know um which is a little bit uh, gnarly to work with as well you know uh i'm on medications and 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 whatnot i'm on lithium uh which uh has worked really well for me I think. Gods below that that you know my first stabilizing med seemed to work in uh, in a fairly low dosage which is really cool I know folks who've had to switch up cocktails yeah you know half a dozen times to find something that's worked for them um, in terms of my physical health you know I deal with a lot of chronic pain uh, from a car accident that I was in back in two thousand one which has led to a lot of my depression and anxiety issues as well you know so i'm coming at it from a couple different ends not only do i have the predisposition and 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 what it is 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 uh uh, when it comes to uh mood regulation a lot of that is neurotransmitter dysfunction uh you're you're not you know you're the, the way that your body regulates how your how your body your brain lets out certain chemicals neurotransmitters you know, each neurotransmitter con- uh, controls a different function like, uh, you know, serotonin makes you feel happy, which is why uh, they have uh, SSRIs, which is a, a common antidepressant. Which stands for ser- uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. What that does is prevents your body from reabsorbing the serotonin before it's used, um, and so it makes you happier. So, so what? What I, uh, we a lot of folks who have things like you know bipolar disorders, what we have is a neurotransmitter imbalance or a dysfunction in 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 how our body regulates that. Uh, for a lot of us, it's cyclical. For some of us, it's it's more erratic. Um, you know, it really depends on the person and their own particular neurochemistry, uh, which, uh, believe it or not, changes vastly from person to person. There is no, there is no um, kind of uh, 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 catch all text- exactly. Yeah. There, there is no textbook case of of. Anxiety disorder, of of uh, bipolar disorder, and that that's part of the misunderstanding. I think is that a lot of people think, oh, this person is obsessive compulsive because I saw this in a movie. This person <laughs> is, you know, uh, you know, has anxiety because that's the way it's been portrayed in a movie, and that's not the case. That's not how it works. Everybody is different, and you know, their own experiences are going to be different. You know how their body chooses to rebel against you is different. You know, yeah. so so I, I just hope that people may come away from this and listening to this with with a little bit more knowledge of of, of how it is and and it is a struggle. It it, it it's really difficult. Uh, this this uh, my own uh, difficulties with mental illness have led me to be erratic. You know, my wife, poor thing, has you know doesn't know sometimes you know what she's going to get when she comes home because it could be happy rob it could be really depressed rob it could be super angry rob and nobody knows right and hmm. that was that was the state that we were in a lot of times before i started taking medication to help regulate that yeah um yeah
0: and i can tell you the meds for me it just totally flattened me out and regulated everything and
1: mm-hmm.
2: and
0: uh, you know and but i think mad wanted to say something didn't you weren't you going to add something mad
2: well, I have a whole bunch of stuff I
0: could say, but you
2: can continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess here's what we got. It's got me thinking now, like, do you know of any bipolar heroes? Do you know of any, like, um, in any of the cartoons, any of the comics, any of the worlds, um, anyone can speak up if you know of any. Do you know of someone who actually is a bipolar hero?
1: I can't really think of any offhand, you know. I mean, uh, unless they're going to do a comic book about being depressed all most of the time and then with spikes of awesome saving the world, I, I, which which personally I don't think is going to drive sales too terribly well. It, it, it's probably not a great driver in terms of, of character development. I don't know. <laughs> it
2: kind of sounds like Tony Stark a little bit. <laughs> well, he, he deals with
1: alcoholism, which is a common self-medication. <laughs> yeah. That's you true, know, yeah. Um A lot of people who, who have things like bipolar Anxiety and whatnot will drink themselves into a stupor in order to try and self-regulate. Uh, you know, yeah. f- or smoke a shit ton of weed, or take a whole lot of medication, or you know, do what they can in order to cope. And and it's important to know that there's help out there. Um, that these are important issues. That mental health, even though it's something that you can't see, is indeed a health issue. It's a it, it's it, it is that there is something wrong with you. You you there's a disease. The chemical you know, imbalance there's there's sense. a chemical imbalance, there's a disease, there there's a dysfunction happening and that's nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, yeah. and, you know, and that's really important, you know, because in this country, mental illness is shunned. It it's thought about, it's whispered about, you know, it, it, it's thought about in very negative ways when in reality there are a lot of people, just like you said before, John, who are very successful who who uh, deal with mental illness there's a lot of people who don't want to talk about it because they feel that they will have that stigma attached to them yeah uh, and and you know there there is nothing to be ashamed about it's it's just as if you have any other disease and there's nothing wrong with getting help and there is help out there um, a lot of places where we live particularly King County uh, the greater Seattle area has several different venues in which you can get free mental health counseling you know for if you have limited income and so on, a lot of insurance companies actually have specific behavioral health lines in which you can call into. You can, uh, you know, be placed with a, somebody who fits your particular needs. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of great providers out there who are there to help. And a, a lot of people think about um, therapists, psychotherapists, counselors in in kind of a negative light that they're there to pick your brain, and they're 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 not. I mean. Uh, in a sense, they are, but it's it's there to to help you, so that it can help you get to the the core of your issues, so that you can address them. And yeah. and you know, once you know, you know what you know, depression feels like, anxiety feels like, maybe you can head that off at the pass a little bit earlier. Maybe you can do something to you know help control that. You know, it, it it's yeah. it's all out there to help you. And, For me. For me, a lot of it was the therapy
0: really helped get me to the root and realize that this started when I was about five years old. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. just been building up as things happen in my life, you know. Yes. Yeah. Stuff with my parents, then the divorce, then things that happened with friends. We moved a couple times when I, when I was really young and had best friends that I had to leave behind, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like that that build up in a kid like when i saw inside out the new pixar movie it was it was like as i was dealing with this anxiety and depression and i was building up I was sitting there watching the movie going, holy crap, like, like, I'm looking at it like these parents are screwing up their kid without even noticing it and realizing what they're doing because they're trying their best to be parents. And none of us really know how to be parents. We're thrust into it when you have a child, you know, so you do your best and you do what you can. But it's like, I think that the kids, fortunately, the kids in the. Theater we're laughing and having a great time and the movie is very well done. I mean it's another A plus Pixar film. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at it from my adult point of view, going, Holy crap, the littlest thing you do could totally screw up your child for life and you gotta realize it's not their fault. It's just that's just what happens. But you got me thinking about the help side of things and like who are the helpers in the comic world? You know, like I guess you could say in a sense, like Potts helps Iron Man, helps you know, with his drinking and stuff right well yeah but you because could say, like alfred helps batman with his kind of stuff like they always seem to have someone a counselor the, yeah the counselor you know. or the voice of reason that sort of pulls the reins in when they're having their manic phases or something don't you think
1: sure sure and but it's also a reinforcement and an expression of the i think the view of mental health in this country that these folks can't go and seek help out you know that they have to have this this counselor in a secretive, kind of furtive light you know kind of kind of uh, kind of help them because they're not willing to confront their own issues or they're not able to confront their own issues you know mm-hmm. so so the, the 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 role of the counselor in in comics, I think, is a bit of a double-edged sword in that regard. you know it, uh, it, it, it kind of yeah it, it is kind right. of the illustration of that stigma. They
0: were never like a Deanna Troy, where like um, you saw almost everybody on the show yeah. in Star Trek: Next Generation eventually coming to Deanna Troy, and Deanna Troy was on the ship full time as a counselor. Yeah, that was her role. Everybody, that was her role.
1: Yeah. Totally. But but, you know, usually if you look at the the guys like Alfred, like Foggy Nelson, um, you know, so on, who who are there as kind of the sidekick, the uh, the the counselor, the advisor, you know, strange, you know, you know, their their advice is usually kind of shunned or, or, you know, kind of written off as as bad advice. Uh, In a lot of cases, you know, you know, think about Batman reacting in kind of a rage when Alfred tries to talk some reason into him, you know, Uh, that that, that's that's more of the the kind of typical uh, reaction, I think, than the, hey, you know, that's actually a really good call. I, I think that that, you know, if I step back a moment, think about it. Calm down and follow your advice. This might actually work out a little better. Instead, it's <laughs> no Alfred. You're an idiot. You know, back off. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm the Batman. You know, I know better. Go. Well, yeah, he listens to Gordon sometimes, though, in the sometimes. comics and movies. Yeah, sometimes. And 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 it's not to say that that's always the reaction, but you got to admit that that's more often the sure. reaction than not.
0: Do you got anything to add, uh, Jason or Eric? Yeah, I mean, that from what we've been talking, discussing here.
1: And, yeah, I don't want to dominate this either. It was like, I know that I already have a bit. Um, but, you know, Mad, I know you have a lot of things to add about this and, uh, oh you know, and your experience. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if, if you, I don't want to, like I said, uh, leave you out of, oh, of no, the discussion. No. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's what I was getting at. I didn't want to leave anybody out of the discussion if they had something to add. we got about another five minutes worth right. of uh, recording here to go.
2: Cool, cool. Well, there's, there's one thing I sh- definitely should add is... Uh, Seek help if you're having problems, please, for the love of God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the unholy flying spaghetti monster, seek help. Because uh, if you're like me, in my case, and continue to go untreated and your symptoms and problems start getting worse, it can actually trigger unseen health problems that you never thought that you would ever experience. So such in my case, I was having seven to eight panic attacks a day. (sighs) and uh, still somehow managing to hold a full-time job in the gaming industry, and uh, when I finally got medicated and things started slowing down, it was like someone flipped a switch, but yeah. unfortunately, the damage was done, and uh, it turns out those all those indicators were actually uh, showing off that I had MS, oh. and I was suffering from brain lesions, so all my panic attacks and my depression and everything, lesions were, frame, were uh, forming on my brain. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I have permanent damage to my brain, so I I apologize if I slur a word or something, but that's because I unfortunately have lost some of my ability to speak, which is why I've actually haven't been on the show for a while, because... I'm only just now trying to get back into talking. I just recently got over another relapse from multiple sclerosis, so I'm still kind of in pain, but I'm a trooper. I stuck out the expo like a badass, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was good, though, because uh, it's weird. Um, When you get a critical illness like this, you suddenly realize the little things just don't matter. Like, stuff that used to set me off and just ruin my day don't mean anything anymore. And it's like, I need to get out more. I need to travel more because my, uh, my timer is going. So I, it's, it's really like, I think this podcast is particularly uh, important. And I'm really happy that you're doing it because I, I often worry about people who might potentially become like me, where yeah. their anxiety and depression just goes on for 20 odd years of no treatment. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, you know, it can actually trigger other unforeseen diseases. Yeah, that you yeah. might be susceptible to. So... I always tell people like if you're having problems please just, just please go get it taken care of because you don't know what's around the corner.
0: Yeah. 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 See so. I wish I had gotten help a little bit sooner just because I mean what happened was my body shut down my digestive system and wow. it was basically making me starve to death and you yeah. know I was throwing up every morning and and I couldn't keep food down. It was just like applesauce and bananas for almost a couple of weeks and some oh you know Pedia Pedialyte to keep my <laughs> you know it was you know I I, I was considering trying baby food. Food and stuff, just because I was like, I got, I know I have to get nutrients in there somehow, and it turned out that it, the anxiety and depression was just shutting off my digestive system, and well, you know, well, so it's amazing to me that your mental health can actually affect you physically and turn off your physical organs and body parts and anything else, well, and like, and your in, and cause things like in your condition, well, in your what well, you well, went through.
1: It's all interrelated. Well,
2: yeah and um because like I was suffering from my panic attacks another thing that happened to me is I had a stroke in March. Oh wow. And so and I wasn't sure exactly what had happened and then as the, my doctor was uh my neurologist has been I'm I have a really close co- communication with my neurologist she's like my new best friend now pretty much. Mhm. And uh, she, was, she was going over my MRIs and everything, and she's like, this entire part of your brain is completely damaged, and this is an indicator of a stroke. And she was like, so. what, what was happening during that time? And I was like, I remember getting home from work and having a completely diso- disassociative feeling. Like, my arms were not my arms. It was like almost like my consciousness had pulled back, and I was actually playing a game. And I wasn't me anymore. And I remember walking around the house and just completely losing it. And I figured, I'm having another panic attack, so I'll work my way through it, and then I'll go to bed. Mm. So, like I normally do, I worked my way through it, went to bed. turned out that was my stroke, and I probably should have been hospitalized. But I just kind of stubbornly dealt with it, like I had been. And I, yeah, so... Like, now I can talk about it and not get upset, but, like, Mm -hmm. before, it was such a huge, horrible thing, and I really wish I had seen a doctor about my panic attacks, like, maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe I could have prevented – definitely couldn't prevent my MS, though, unfortunately, because Mm -hmm. I think moving to another country, doing college, joining – Joining a new company, doing all this crazy stuff, actually contributed to a lot of my unfortunate problem. As, posi- as positive and awesome as they are, if you don't seek help, there's potential to have something horrible happen to you. So it's yeah. like...
0: But you, I mean, you love your job, though, and have an awesome job.
2: I love my job so much. And also, yeah. at the time, I was completely overloaded. I finally have an assistant, so everything is peachy. So... <laughs> <laughs>
4: you <laughs> well, for sharing too. I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah that's I
2: think it's I crazy. Think,
4: <laughs> I think that's the big thing I wanted to say was. I appreciated the sharing, the information, and uh, uh, it's encouraging um, to me. Um, uh, again, the fragmented society where where maybe we don't have enough community, or people who are not out there having community enough to hear stories, to share stories, and realize, hey, there's similarities out there, and where can I get help? And all sorts of ideas that are fluffed up by by um, the sharing that went on here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and actually, I think this might be a good spot to wrap it up. You know, oh. and then. And-
4: if I could add just one more thing really
1: sure. quickly, um, if for whatever awful reason to anybody out there, maybe be considering ending their life mm-hmm. because of their depression, because of their, their, their issues. I just, I beg you to please, please seek help mm-hmm. that that's uh, a place that by my own, uh, disorder has led me and fairly recently as well to where I was actually researching methods to end my life. And I'm, very happy that, that I'm in a, a better place right now, even, you know, weeks later, which which is is utterly mind-blowing to me. Please, 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 I, I just beg you to, to, to seek help. Know that help is out there, that it, it is available, and that there's always somebody that you can talk to. And yeah,
0: call a yeah. friend, call a family member, and then seek some professional help, you know? Always, always
2: remember that even though you think no one loves you, no one does. As someone who lost their best friend, suicide yeah (laughs) it affects everyone around you and it's it's probably the worst feeling is losing a friend to suicide
0: but yeah on that note you know no everyone out there just know we here at the super awesome geek show love you if you're Mm. listening you know and uh don't don't let any of this happen to you
1: god if you you, (laughs) will skype me i'll i'll talk to you
2: (laughs) yeah Yeah, seriously just talk to me on twitter i will yell at you about robots all day if you want me to
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think we should, uh, I really do think we should wrap it up. We've gone our good uh, 40, 45 minutes here so, oh, legit. of recording. So I just want to say, you know, for John, or I'm John, and for Rob, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> are, are we all just dissociative identities of you now? Is, exactly. sad, is that where we're at? I'm Robot <laughs> John.
0: <laughs> this has actually been a podcast of just me talking and I've been chained by
1: 47 times dude you yeah. need to be professional at this man you're really good
0: <laughs> uh, yeah but I'm John and for Rob, Eric, Matt and Jason I just want to say thanks a lot for listening everyone to this very special episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show any closing remarks guys before we cut this off?
3: I've got one The Patrick Stewart did an interview with Mark Maron that was really good he covers a lot of his uh, issues oh really? so oh, we'll yeah. have to look up that one.
0: All right guys, well hey, I want to thank all you guys for coming on with me and discussing this. I know it can be a very personal matter. And uh, you know, I know we got we went a little bit off more about ourselves than we did trying to find things in the comic world, but I mean, I think we did a pretty good balance here. So, thanks a lot for coming on and sharing. Oh, thank
1: you. Sure. Thanks, thanks for, for having, us. having
0: us. Yeah. See you later, all you listeners. Keep it geeky out there, everyone. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B., and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store. Stores.ebay.com slash Kingdom of the Geeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show!